Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Welcome to episode 35 of the Irish Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. Full house today, joined by Peter Jones from the UK and Todd from Virginia. Good to see both of you. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Good evening and good morning, Peter. <laughs> good morning, guys. Yeah, good morning, Peter. You know, I was thinking about you today. Did you ever see that Jake from State Farm commercial where he's downstairs talking? No? Okay, well, I'm going to talk about it then. So there's a State Farm commercial where there's a husband in his robe talking to the guy from State Farm and the wife comes down and she's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, I'm talking to Jake from State Farm. That's your wife. Your wife comes down in the middle of the night like, who are you talking to? You know? (laughs) And it's these two idiots from, you know, from Wisconsin. Average cheese. Who else? <laughs> yeah, I'm, ta- I'm talking Packers with these two idiots in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's really believable. Average cheese, right? Yeah. I've never seen Rhonda, but she did help with some IT stuff at one point. Yeah. So maybe yeah. she actually believes that we're, yeah. we're talking. Another contributor. <laughs> All right. So a couple of things before we get started. Thanks to Dwight at DDGCustoms.com. Uh, I know I've said it. He's going to make some custom Packer shoes for us again which is awesome. And this year we're going to raffle them off. The people who win them will be able to actually pick their own size. So we're not limiting, oh. limiting it to size 10. So did you ever find, you? did you ever find out who the person, what size they were that the ones that you sent? They were tens. And I told them, I told everybody they were 10 and a half. And the dude had a 10 size. So they're tens. Well, that's- he, he, At least it wasn't off by it wasn't off by that much. Yeah, not like they're like kids size ten or something. He's like, "What the hell are these there's, things?" There's a guy. There's a guy walking around with the with the end of his shoes cut off. Right. 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 Like sandals, they are. Exactly. Or, Sorry, buddy. Sorry, Justin from Heartland, Wisconsin. Next year, I'll get it. You know, the size right because it'll be whatever size you wear. Yeah. So it'll be good. Thanks also to Rhonda from R and M Management. So I did get a phone number. I can give that out. So if you are looking for rental property from Manitowoc to Racine or you own rental property from Manitowoc to Racine and you need a new management company, call 262-682-1994. So those are our new sponsors. They're going to pay for the cuss jar. They're going to add to the cuss jar. So that's super awesome. So we'll have more money for Habitat for Humanity, which builds houses. And we talked about it with Jamie, who we'll have on at some point. We talked about maybe giving to... Habitat for Humanity, Texas, so they can help out with the relief oh, yeah. from all the issues they had with the cold weather. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. Let's get on with it. So some Packer news. We used to call those slices oh. back in the day. What so, about the uh, email and all that? Oh, yeah. Episode 35. Still, <laughs> I will never get it right. We'll be on episode 135, and I'll still forget something. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at AVGCheese. You can DM us that way. You can also email us at 
avgcheese at gmail.com. And if you can figure out how to message us on Facebook, and I can figure out how to get those messages on Facebook, you can get us get a hold of us that way too. Did I get them all? I think so. You can also awesome. call us on Anchor, I think. You can leave us a message. Really? No one's ever done that, but you can leave us a message on anchor.fm slash average cheese, AVG cheese. That'd be awesome if someone did that and I'd be able to figure out how to get like it. A, like a voicemail? Yeah. Oh, wow. Then we could use it on the air. That's cool. Yeah, someday. Another tool. Awesome. Oh, and I just got to say this before we get started. <clears throat> We were so close to meeting our 2,000 listens for the season goal. So close. So we put that show out on, what, Friday, I think, yeah. last week. And we had like 19-something. And we had a huge week last week. We had like 120-something listens, which is pretty awesome for us. That's more than we've had ever. So that's super exciting. Really? We're over 2,000 now. The goal hmm. for this season, season two, I think, is 3,000. I don't think that's double it. Double Four. It? Okay, 4,000. Todd, will eat a piece of paper with those words on if we don't get there. 4K. I got to do something different. That's the Rashawn Gary one. Yeah, if he gets 10 sacks, I'll eat a piece of paper that says that. Is that just ongoing then? So if he ever gets 10 sacks, it's going to happen? <laughs> Maybe I should make up something new for this year for him. Whatever it is. Because he, I mean, I didn't eat it this year. He only had, what, five? So the goal is to get more listens across the season than Rodgers has passing yards. I like that. Assuming it's over 4,000. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about some money first. So we wanted J.J. Watt, at least I did, wanted J.J. Watt to sign a contract with the Green Bay Packers. He took the money, and I'm not hating him for that. Two years, $28.5 million with some incentives. Now, it was first reported that it was two years, $31 million, 23 guarantee, but now some more facts have come out. Peter, what do you got for that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the 15 and a half million average for the two years is about in the ballpark that he, that he was looking for. It's about the number that he would have earned had he been with the, the Texans, I think just a little bit more, but hmm. kind of that number. And I guess the interesting thing about the deal is it's actually a five-year deal with three void years added on the end. And the reason they've done that means that they've been able to spread the signing bonus over those five years. Well, it'll actually spread over three years because it become dead cap in the third year. A whole lot of stuff there, but it basically means they've been able to get his cap number down to 4.9 million in 2021. The opportunity to do that was available to every team. Quite why he's chosen to go to Arizona, I'm not really sure, other than the weather. <laughs> uh, so, so much for going to a contender. <laughs> right. I just wrote that off and just changed jerseys if you're making the same amount of cash. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's disappointing to me now seeing that cap number that all it is is creative accounting. I mean, which is great. I mean, good for the Cardinals for having a guy in there you know, that was able to do that for them. I'll tell you at 4.9 million, he should have been a Packer with that kind of cap number. And that is a disgustingly low number. He gets paid. Yes, the cap is getting kicked down a couple of years where they'll have to pay the piper at some point. Yeah. But the cap might be 30 million higher, 40 million higher at that point. And what is the 7 million or whatever that number is going to be? It's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's chump change at that point. So it's super disappointing that he uh, signed in Arizona. And, and I think there's a lesson for everybody when they start looking at average dollars per year and assuming that that's what the cap number is going to be. 
because this deal has proved that even though it averages 15 and a half million a year, they've got that cap number at 4.9 million. You know, mm-hmm. and every team can do that type of deal with their players. It's just a mystery. Why would he go there? Maybe other teams just started to back off or something. Who knows? It's really strange. I mean, that they weren't even in the uh, running with all the reporting from ESPN and all the other sources. I mean, Arizona was not even mentioned as one of the teams uh, that was in the running for him. And then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, boom, signs with Arizona. Like Dale, I would like to have seen him come to Green Bay, but I wonder whether the pressure of coming to Green Bay was would have been just horrendous. I don't know. I'm disappointed for him and for us because I, I'm like you, Todd. I don't see the Cardinals all of a sudden finding three more wins in a division that's pretty tough, you know, to get to the playoffs. They're the worst team in that division at this point, in my opinion, depending on what San Francisco does. But, yeah, I don't see it. you got to – I don't know. I don't want to get into the Cardinals roster, but (laughs) disappointing. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, there's there's absolutely no way he sees the Super Bowl in three years. No, and it's no, really a two Not a game. chance. Unless they got something up their sleeve, because Kenyon, Kenyon freaking Drake is not going to carry them to a Super Bowl. I don't think either is Kyler Murray. Uh, mm. Speaking of creative accounting, the Packers are talking contract restructure with Aaron Rodgers, which probably will pull them under the cap, but I'll let you speak to that, Peter. They have to get to what? They got a little bit of extra money, some kind of bump. So I don't know what their number is to get under the cap anymore. Maybe you could talk That's, about that. Yeah, so so the three point whatever number that is, three point whatever million is the number that's carried over from last year's cap. So in essence, that's unspent money from last year. But that's already been catered for. You know, when you see most people talking about the Packers cap, that number's already been catered for. So, so they're about 12 million over the cap right Ooh. now, assuming the cap stays at 185. But the thing with Rodgers is that they've got whole kinds of options. And there's some, there's some really, there's a couple of really straightforward options. So he's due a, a, a roster bonus in March. They can convert that roster bonus to a signing bonus, which means from his perspective, he gets the same money on the same day, but it just gets creatively spread across the remainder of his contract in terms of a cap hit. And they can convert his base salary to signing bonus as well, which does exactly the same thing with it. All but one million and a bit of his base salary can be converted. Just by doing those two things, if they did those, they could save nearly $14 million on the cap this year. That's without adding extra years to his deal etc. Now, of course, that 14 million they're saving, they're pushing into, into later years. But as you said earlier, Dale, you know, the hope is that the, the, the cap picks up next year and the year after, you know, probably by 2023, at least it's recovered and is back to where it should have been. So kicking the cap hit down the road is probably not as bad as it may sound. And then I guess on top of that, they could restructure his deal. They could add extra years on on the end paying more money up front now, but spread that over five years if they wanted to do that. I think the issue with that is then, you, then you're back to the Jordan Love question. Yeah. Because at that point, you've pretty much, pretty much said that Rogers is our guy for the next yeah. four or five years. And, and now you're sitting there with, with the question <laughs> around, around Jordan Love. But Isn't there a quick stopgap? Isn't there just like a quick extension of some sort that they could introduce or no? Is that... Well, the, the easiest way is, is to convert these roster, the roster bonus right. um, and part of the base salary. And they can do that without even having Rogers' permission to do it. 
So hmm. the conversion of those is part of the standard player contract. So Bakhtiari's conversion that they did a couple of weeks ago that saved 8.3 million was one of those that the, the team can automatically do without the player's permission. Wow. And the reason they can do that without the player's permission is the player still gets the same money on the same day that he always would have done. Yeah, just, from the same place. It's just yeah. an accounting move on their absolutely. part. So, right, they yeah. don't have to ask for permission yeah, for that. Absolutely. So I would assume then that Roger's signing not signing bonus his roster bonus is before the end of the league year on the 17th which would then help them it's yeah so so he's he's due to get it on the third day of the league year so march the 20th okay so right now it's sitting there i I think the numbers that's that's simple one i think it's eight million roster bonus that he's due on march the 20th they can convert that number now and it will become a third of eight million two point seven million rough roughly speaking and the other 5.3 would move into the next two years you know immediately just by that one simple move would save them five point best part 5.3 million on the cap and they could do that now i don't understand why then they wouldn't do that what's the harm in do, in creating that space i've thought about this because we had the couple of moves that you guys talked about before the the you know the christian kirksey move and the um ricky wagner move and then it's kind of come to a stop my suspicion is whilst they've agreed this cap minimum of 185 i think they're now hanging on to see whether that 185 becomes 190 or even more than that and that in itself will determine how many of these other moves that they need to make before the league year starts on march the 17th so i think that these other potentials the rogers moves Preston Smith that we'll probably get to perhaps one or two others. I think they've got them in their back pocket, Aaron Jones even. I think they've got them in their back pocket. I think it's just a case of the moment they know what that number, the final cap number is, will determine which or how many of those moves they they make. The numbers nerd war room in the Packers organization has got to be a busy room right now. (laughs) Right. You just got to be there all day long, just no breaks, just crunch number time. They got a cot in the corner, like take oh, a nap man. for 20 minutes. They like White, whiteboards all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going on that. So the franchise tag, the, the league says that March 9th, they have to decide whether they're going to franchise guys. Aaron Jones is likely that franchise tag guy. On that note, let's say it's going to be Aaron Jones. We're going to franchise tag Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has the right to decline that. Is that correct? That he can say, no, I'm not going to take that franchise tag offer of $8 million or whatever it's going to be? He can do that, but then he can't sign any, He can't sign anywhere else at that point. Once, it, once he's been tagged, regardless of whether or not he signs that tag, he's kind of in a stuck position. So a bit like Le'Veon Bell did it two or three years right. ago, he held out till about halfway through the regular season before he ever signed his franchise tender. Once the tag's on Aaron Jones, then it's it's up to Jones to sign that tender and then they can move forward from there. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to play for that amount. It doesn't necessarily mean that the Packers wouldn't trade him after after he signed that, that tender either. The big issue with it, because the tag has to go on before March the 17th, as you said, it has to go on before March the 9th. That's another whole bunch of money that they've got to find 
before March the 17th, which brings you back to the Aaron Rodgers potential restructure or the Preston Smith, whatever they're doing there. I don't understand why they wouldn't just do the accounting on Rodgers' salary because it changes nothing, no matter what the number ends up being, because it doesn't seem to harm. I mean, it does. Long term, it does harm, maybe. But that's $14 million that essentially puts them at zero. So now they don't have a cap issue anymore. Okay, now you got to go find another eight and a half million or whatever it is if you franchise tag Jones and he signs it. Okay, you get rid of Dean Lowry. There's five or whatever it is. Preston Please. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And the Preston Smith thing, and I don't mean to, I know I'm going all over the place with this kind of stuff, but Preston Smith, I still think is an easy cut. I know they don't have a lot of depth and there's a lot of moving parts into this kind of thing. But with the cap number that Preston Smith has, and I know what Gudikin said, we expect him to be back. I don't. What? I just, yeah, that's what yeah. he said. Good God. I don't know if those are exact words, but he did. That was basically what he said. Yeah. And on top of that, I'll just say this. I think that was a contract negotiation is what I think it is. We're putting the ball in your court, Preston. We're going to cut you to $6 million. Do you want to stay for $6 million or not? That's that's what I think happened there. Possibly. I would 100% agree. I mean, I think, you know, he did use those words. We expect him back. I think that means that they're already in negotiations with his agent. There's a number on the table. He's either coming back for that number or, he, or he's gone. I would replace that expects him back with... We hope he may be back. The real words, I think. We hope he will take what we're giving him yeah. and he comes back. And yeah, Lowry can just go, right? I know there's no depth. at And Lancaster can follow him out the door. <laughs> right. Well, we've, we've been convinced all season. If he can fit. <laughs> we've, we've, been, <laughs> we've been convinced all season that Lowry Lancaster is one and the same person. Ugh. Yeah. So they it's should be caught at honestly, the same time. <laughs> it should pack, package deal. Right. But Lancaster is on like a $750,000 contract. Like that's, that's the only reason you keep him around is that he's not getting paid much, but Dean Lowry is making a buttload of money. That guy, I understand. That's why you keep him around. I really felt that if they signed JJ Watt, then the money would come from Preston Smith and Dean Lowry's contracts. That's what I thought was going to happen. And when they didn't, now you don't have a defensive end other than Dean Lowry on the roster, really. And then you can't let go of them just in case you can't find one in the draft or in free agency. So I, I don't know. It's a lot of money stuff. Peter, did you hear our last episode when I, I made a prediction? What do you think? I made a prediction that uh, Amos might be on the chopping block. What do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think that, you know, he, he was on my list of one of those that I, I also think is not as secure as people seem to think he is. Right. right. But, you know, again, you're in that space where you can create about four, four and a half million in cap by releasing Amos. And and I think in any other year, I don't think it would be a question. You know, I think, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about it. But in this right. year when they're so tight for money, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility. You know, you, I would hope that they make the Preston Smith move first and do right. something with Rogers' contract first but right. it's not impossible certainly yeah so we talked about guys that we thought would be cut todd and i differed on a bunch of stuff the adrian amos thing i didn't think would happen but it was a possibility right minus 
Kirksey and, and Wagner, which were absolutely simple. easy, easy right. trash. Yeah. Like any, any Packers GM like us could cut those two guys. <laughs> right. Amos would have been a different story. Like that's taking a real risk. Cause that's a guy that can clearly play. So that was, that was interesting. So we talked about wide receivers. St. Brown, you said was gone. Taylor, Easily. gone. Tavon Austin is a free agent, so that's not a money thing, but gone from the roster. Devin Funches, we talked about being cut. Now I wonder with the money kind of moving up a little bit if Funches has a shot, but he could be gone. If you look at that, there's really very little left in the wide receiver room if all of those guys are gone. And I wouldn't mind if all of them were gone, to be honest. So, Peter, if you are the GM of the Green Bay Packers, present day, right now, today, is there a wide receiver out there that hasn't been cut already that you would look to, that you would like on the Packer roster next year? I think the issue is that there's some decent free agents out there, but the ones that you'd like, the Alan Robinsons of this world, even Will Fuller, and I'm not I'm not 100% sold on Fuller, but those guys are going to cost way, way too much, way, way too much money. And then you're into the second or third group. Corey Davis of Tennessee, maybe. I think the issue is that can I get one in that second or third group that's going to cost me a reasonable amount of money that actually turns out to be any better than some of those guys that you've mentioned? Take a Devin Funches, and I know that he's not played for two years or the best part of two years now. Yeah. He's one of those free agents that you might have to pay five or six million a year to any better than Devin Funches. And I'm I'm not sure that they are. So no I think, one. Your I think they draft no somebody. One. I think they're gonna and, go to the like high draft pick at wide receiver. I mean you can't you can't go two years in a in a row and not pick a, uh, a receiver in the draft. Totally agree. If it's me, if I'm the GM of the Packers, I like Corey Davis. I'm not in on Will Fuller. I think Corey Davis is a better fit for the Packers. I know he's going to have a big price tag because he can play. He's probably in that eight to 10 million range, but there's going to be a lot of guys in that five to 10 million range out there who are going to lose their job soon that I think is going to drive the market down a bit. If it's me, I want Corey Davis. So do I. And I, th- and I think it's quite difficult between now and March the 17th trying to work out who's going to be available because there's a whole bunch of teams, you know, like the Packers. About half of the league is in a similar position to the Packers or worse. So about half the league is going to be releasing whole bunches of players between, you know, in the next week or so. So it's going to be interesting to see who lands as basically street-free agents at that point. And like you say, the more of them that are out there, the less they're likely to cost. My opinion is uh, I would not look for a, a, an expensive free agent wide receiver. I think they have a good a good you know they have the best receiver in the nfl they got a great group they got lazard mvs and robert tunyon i don't know that's four pretty good weapons right there yes granted tunyon is a tight end but you got one through three is pretty solid i mean you draft you draft somebody high now you got a solid four save the money i think the money could be spent uh, if you're talking free agencies i I think it could definitely be spent in uh, other other areas but lazard is not a guarantee so Lazard is what an exclusive, I forget which one he is, exclusive yeah. rights free agent. What's that mean? So in, in essence, that's a player who's got two or fewer years of credited seasons. And it means that he cannot speak to another team. So providing the Packers offer him the minimum tender, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what that number is, but it's not a very big number. 
then he's back with the Packers next year. So I don't, I don't think that's an issue. Let's say that I don't know what it is. Two million. I yeah. can't remember what it is. It's it's a relatively small number. It is. It's going to be like triple what he made this year, though. So he's actually going to get paid a decent salary for once. Do the Packers then maybe sign him to a two-year deal because of the cap and all those things? They could spread it out. Does that help or no? I would doubt it. I mean, I I think probably as the as the player, it, it means you'd hit restricted free agency next year. So I I think the Packers will sign him to the minimum one-year deal as cheap as whatever that minimum number is, okay. and then look again next year. Because if the Packers have Adams, MVS, Lazard, and Funches can actually play, it's a decent group. I'm with you, Todd, on let's go out and draft a guy. And there are, are some guys, as deep as the wide receiver group was last year, there are some guys, it's a little top-heavy, but there are de- there's depth at wide receiver. So let's just go to that. Peter, you got anybody? Yeah, well, I think that I think as you said, yeah, in terms of the wide receiver group in the draft, it looks to me it looks as deep, if not deeper, than last year. And you know, and and, and last year's was ex- an exceptional group of wide receivers. But I think you know you've got the top three: Chase Smith and Waddle, that will all be long gone before the Packers pick. And then I think you've got this second group: Kadarius Tony of Florida, Marshall of LSU, Bateman of Minnesota, um, Rondale Moore of Purdue. So there's a group of four or five that would, you know, some of which will definitely be there when the Packers pick at 29. The only thing for me there is you can probably get one of those guys at 50. So do you take a guy at 29 when you can get a very similar player at pick 50, if you can get to pick 50? I don't know. They're all value at 29. It's just that I think you can get better value if you wait until the second round and maybe move up 10 places in the second round and take one of them there. But that's lots of ifs and buts. You don't know that you can move up. A kid from Purdue is 5'9". He is. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks like Raven Green. He's Jack. Jack or not. I mean, 5'9". I don't know. If you're asking me, which I guess I am, I'm asking myself. (laughs) I like Rondo. I want him. I want that guy. Yep, I want that guy in the slot because he's a different guy than what the Packers have. If he's there at 29 – or even 26, 27, we have to move up. I like him. I like the Bateman kid out of Minnesota too, but I don't think he's the same player. He's only played in seven games in the last two seasons. Yeah. So of injuries. So there is that. Yeah. I, uh-uh. That's my guy. I'm just saying. No way. Not for me. First mistake of my life if he's nope. no good. Nope. Nope. Pass. Another need is going to be defensive back. We assume that King's not coming back. Shannon Sullivan is a free agent. We thought that Josh Jackson would be cut, so we put that on our list. So now it's a very empty defensive back group. So from the defensive backs, either of you have thoughts on bringing a guy in, a defensive back, free agent? You'd almost think you'd have to just because of, is there somebody that you can take at corner high enough in the draft that is going to be a starter right out the gate? It's going to, it would have to be another Jair type scenario. And we saw that know. with the Vikings that worked out super poorly for them this year. Yeah. They <laughs> got, they got abused. And I thought, again, I thought Cam Dancer was going to be great and he might be at some point, but they were not good this year. I, I guess there's the, they're looking at the one kid, uh, Trill Williams. I mean, he's 6'2", so that's kind of like in the king range from Syracuse. What do you Syracuse. think, Peter? 
defense, any free agents that you like, or is it well, just going to be a money issue every time? Well, I think I think it's def- definitely a money issue. But I think if if King does move on, and we've all made the assumption that he will, I'm beginning to sway on that just in the last couple of days. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder whether whether King's going to end up with the Packers because nobody offers him a deal, and he comes back to the Packers at whatever the minimum veteran salary is. Wow. Um, nothing to base that on. Just in the last couple of days, I've been giving that some thought, and because it may well be that again. You know, there's lots of we'll end up with lots of corners out on the market come free agency time, and you know it's going to be a bit of a buyer's market. So I don't, I think there's a chance that he, that King comes back, but assuming he doesn't, I agree with Todd. They have to find a veteran guy. You know, even if that's a complete stopgap guy for for one year, there has to be a guy out there that can do them a job for one year. You know, I agree with both of you guys around corners in the draft. Jair Alexander was the exception. I think corner's one of the hardest positions to come in and play and start immediately. So I think you're asking a lot to take a guy at 29, a corner at 29, and expect him to come in and start this year. You know, you, yeah. you expect him to contribute, but you're really looking for him to, to, to become a starter in the second year, I think. So, so there's no guy out there, Peter, that sticks out to you, like a veteran guy that you'd like to see as a Packer? Well, I mean, the names out there are guys, are guys like like Patrick Peterson. Then, you, then, that then exact, and that's the issue. You know, Xavier Rhodes might maybe, but again, you're probably looking at six or seven million a year for him. It's like all of these conversations are going to be. It's going to come down to how much can they afford. But I think this is a big hole. If King moves up, well, it's a hole if if King's there. But it's it's, it's an even bigger hole if if King moves on. It's one that they have to fill, and I don't see any way that they fill it this year through the draft. So I think they've got to find a veteran guy. I'm just not sure who that guy is. It's almost like the Blake Martinez situation all over again, where they like tried to replace him with, they thought there was going to be an upgrade with Kirksey. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. I wouldn't mind to see King stay, to be honest, with a new defensive coordinator coming in. I honestly think that King needs coaching. I think he's a coachable player. I think there's some things that he's doing that the right coach and make those adjustments. Well, and another year under Jerry Gray, who I think is great, might help. You're going to get what you get. Kevin King is not going to all of a sudden change and be a thousand times better next year. At two million or whatever the minimum is, I do like Kevin King at that number. The guy that I like is former Packer Bashad Breeland. I would love to see him back in a Packer uniform. I just think he's a solid guy. I think he can still play. The one thing that I would question, though, with him is why does he keep jumping from team to team to team? The Chiefs had him. Why is he? Not, why did he not stick with them? I know he was on a short deal. Why didn't he stick with the Packers? I didn't think he played poorly with the Packers when he was here. But I think he's in that same two to three million dollar range, and I think he's solid at that number. So that's the guy that I like if we're picking up a veteran guy in free agency. You know, I don't want you know the old clowns like Josh Norman, Patrick Peterson is going to want a mint. I don't want him. I saw that Desmond Trufant was just cut or was going to be cut by the Lions. He's not disgustingly bad, but his price tag I think is a little high for me too. So that's my guy. In terms of corners in the draft, while while we're there, I think there's a, there, again, there's three that will go. I think before the Packers pick, and then I think there's a whole bunch of guys again, not dissimilar to wide receiver, but not as deep or as good as the wide receiver group. The name that keeps popping up, and I hate it, is Asante Samuel, of Florida State. 
And I hate it because but there's a little bit of bias here. Every time I go and look at him play, I see Terrell Buckley. <laughs> T-Buck. Right? T-Buck. And, and, you know, he's about the same size that Buckley was. And, you know, when you look at Florida State corners across across the years, to me, Samuel is certainly more Buckley than he is Deion Sanders. Let's put, yeah. it, let's put it like yeah. that. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of corners, I still, you know, there's always those players on deep in the roster, whether it's on the reserve roster or whatever, that are kind of intriguing. You know, last season it was Reggie Begleton for us, who, by the way, blew us off, you know, (laughs) just saying. But I'm also intrigued with Perry Nickerson. I don't know why, but I I really like that guy. I mean, he's he's got blazing speed. I mean, blazing speed. I think he was runner-up for like a, one of the awards in college. I don't know if it was Doke Walker, maybe not Doke, but but he's a uh, blazing speed man. I mean, he's like down in the uh, four threes. I think he's sub four three. Yeah, right around four three, four two nine, or something like that. But a little bit undersized at five ten. But I don't know that. Like you said, he he did get cut by the Jets and a few other teams here and there. But there's always that one player for me that. It's just interesting. I, it, I just have a lot of interest in him. Who knows? Who knows what he'll do this year. But Another need that we have is defensive line, right? Whether Lowry, Lancaster stay or go, we would like to upgrade that position. And this is – if you want a good player at this position, it's going to cost you big money. The J.J. Watt thing, and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I thought there was no way he was going to get close to that $15, $16, 17000000 million number – and I was clearly wrong. Todd, is there anybody besides J.J. Watt, any defensive lineman out there that you would like to go after? I guess I guess I would take a chance with Clowney. That would be pretty interesting to have Smith and Clowney and Gary, and it would be pretty, pretty nice. And Clowney's another guy. Like, why is he on team after team after team? Right. Because he know. was so heavily hyped coming out of college that they that's what they think he's going to be? And he's just not that. Peter, any thoughts on Jadavian Clowney or anybody you'd like to pick up in free agency? No, I, I, I've been through the list two or three times for, for defensive linemen. And, and again, you summed it up nicely. To me, the, the two or three that are the best out there are, are way, way too, likely to be way, way too expensive. And then I think you end up with just a bunch of guys. <laughs> and you know, we've got a bunch of guys already, Kenny Clark and a bunch of guys. I just, I'm kind of figuring that the new defensive coordinator is probably going to have to scheme around the lack of skill at the defensive line position, whether that's using a two-man line and, and in essence, lining up Smith on one end and Gary on the other end and basically having a four-man line with those guys, so Kenny Clark plus a and other. I don't know. I just, you know, it could be Kenny Clark and, and, and Kingsley Kiki, I guess. You'd just like to upgrade that, but I just don't. I'm not sure that the guys are out there. I think they're hard to come by, and that's why I think teams don't let them get to free agency typically. And you look at the draft, and you look at all the mock drafts and that kind of thing. There are very few defensive linemen in the first couple rounds, so you're not going to get an answer there either, which then drives up the price of the guys that are out there because there's nothing that you can get on the cheap, yeah. unless you. You know, you're, you get lucky in the draft and you really find a gem that hasn't been uncovered yet. So maybe yeah, I mean, Doncaster Lowry is going to be a thing for one more year. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me for them to, to try and draft a guy in, say, the third or fourth round where there's probably a group of guys there. But you're absolutely right. At the top of the draft, there's, there's probably one guy that goes in the first round who's gone long before the Packers pick. 
and then you've got a whole group of 10 or 12 players that arguably there's probably not much to choose between them. So you could get one in the third or fourth round. And I think they have to. I think they absolutely have to get get a guy, you know, at the end of day day two or the beginning of day three in the in in the draft. And they've got to fire that dart and try and get one of those guys. You know, I said that Montrevious Adams was going to get cut, but now seeing the circle, or not cut, but not be a Packer next year. But I don't see that happening anymore. I, well, I Snacks just, Harrison. I think he's gone because I, I think that they, so many teams have tried him out and shown he's not been the playmaker they thought. I think he's just done. I'll take Mike Daniels back on a shot, though. You know I love Mike Daniels, <laughs> so bring that fool back for another shot. He's a little bit younger, isn't he? I think he's 30, 31 maybe. Really? He's going to be 33. I could be wrong. I've been wrong once or twice in my life. I don't know. I'd take Mike Daniels back. You know I love Mike Daniels. I'll go get a 76 jersey if Mike Daniels comes back. So if Petten would have listened to me and put Matthews on the roster, we probably would have had another Super Bowl. Let's talk about Just saying. He's out there too. He's. I don't know. I I mean, I would have brought him back last year, but he didn't play at all this year. That's another year older and another year not playing football. I think he's done. But now his jaw is healthy. Ain't broke. Not enough. I don't know. I. I, he would have been a nice, a nice to have during this past season. I mean, on so many different occasions. Well, he won't get but, signed until after the seventeenth, right? So he's going to be out there. I'd still kick the tires on that guy. Yeah, why not? There's no. Harm I mean, they were they were trying to bring Tremont Williams back during the playoffs. Right, Tremont Williams is going to be forty years old pretty soon. Good lord, I think he's thirty-eight, wasn't he this year? Yeah, yeah, he's getting up there. Linebacker, we we might need some linebacker help now that we've let go of Christian Kirksey. We still have the two young guys. It's the same scenario as defensive line. Expensive guys, otherwise it's just guys. And if you look at the linebacker group in free agency, like B.J. Goodson is in the top <laughs> half. Yeah. Jack Sitchie, former Badger, Jack Sitchie is like in the top half of talent level. It's wow. horrible. That's a whore, that's a cesspool. That being said, Peter, any guy you'd like a free agency out of the linebacker hole? No. No. I don't either. <laughs> Sorry, I, I guess I guess shaking my head doesn't go down too well on a podcast, but no. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> yeah. It's an audio thing. We haven't we haven't upgraded ourselves to the YouTubes yet. Maybe yeah. someday. Probably not. But yeah, there's just no linebacker out there worth having. There just isn't. And in the draft, you know, I've been watching like who the Packers have had in for their Zoom interviews. They just had some kid out of Tulane, I think it is, that was in. Peter, do you know who I'm talking uh, about? I don't know his name. You're not talking about um, Zavin Collins of Tulsa. A, oh, Tulsa, not Tulane. Tulsa, yeah. yes. Any thoughts on that guy? Yeah, so, he so probably will huge. be around. So, so he's huge. He's 6'4", 260. Um, what? He's a huge, huge Holy guy. Holy shit. And, 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 I, and I think that and, – and he can First run. Time. And he can run. I, I guess I guess the real question with him is where where does he end up playing in the NFL? Yeah, right. is he an edge like or is he an edge rusher? Yeah. 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 He's but, a bit um, big and long oof, for an yeah. inside guy. He is, yeah. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else that sticks out to you as far as linebackers go? In the draft, you mean? Yes. Or kid from Notre Dame is kind of part linebacker, part safety. So he's you're gonna ask me to try and pronounce his name now. Jeremiah Wusu Karamoa. 
Good I was pretend like I know that's right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go in the first round somewhere towards middle to the end of the first round. So I don't know if you remember Isaiah Simmons, who was picked by the Cardinals last year. Similar, similar type of player. And I think the biggest issue with this guy is, is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Or does he fit, for example, in the Raven Green type role where you have that kind of hybrid linebacker safety? But again, guy can really run. He can cover. I mean, I I like him a lot. And he may be there. Him and Collins may be there when the Packers pick at 29. I would rather have, I don't know how to say his name, the kid from Notre Dame, because (laughs) you have Kamal Martin and you have Chris Barnes, and they are primarily run guys. To have a guy that's versatile and can cover out of the backfield seems like a really nice compliment to the guys we already have on the roster. If he was there at 29, he's one of those players that I think that you jump at taking. Well, it would be the first time I've actually got one right. So there'd be that. <laughs> I was—I don't remember where I saw this. Was it McAfee? Somebody was talking about how a bunch of putter, punters are going to be cut in this whole cap thing. Like, they're easily cut guys. Now, I don't really – I don't know. I think J.K. Scott's still serviceable, and I think he's a decent player. So I don't really need him gone. But there might be a bunch of guys out there looking for teams. Ranked 29th inside the twenty. Just saying. I remember so. you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Unacceptable. Any, any thoughts on punter? Or should we just boom? Yeah, I mean, so the Saints cut Thomas Morstead either yesterday or today. Now, that guy's a, a, a Pro Bowl punter. But again, you know, for the Saints, that's because they're in a complete salary cap mess. Yeah. Um, they're the worst but, in the league, right? Yeah. I'm kind of like you. I, I, I guess kicking in the cold, you know, Morstead's kicked most of his career in, indoors. Kicking in the cold is different it wouldn't be my highest priority in terms of spending cap money they've got a guy already signed and in camp i can't remember his name off the top of off the top of my head oh really it was around at the end of last year and well, didn't they do that because jk scott had like some personal issues and but they did something but, like that but, but then they cut this book guy and then brought him back again right right onto the practice squad for the playoffs so i remember that yeah yeah i, I think there'll be camp competition but i yeah. I'll, I'd be surprised if Scott's not there next yeah. year. He'll he'll survive another yeah. year. Another position because of the Bakhtiari injury is offensive line. And that is a very thin bot. It's just it, the whole line then because of the moving around that they do, you can't say like they're thin at tackle because you don't know who's going to play tackle next year. You don't know who's going to play guard next year. I like the center from Houston. But I'm sure he's out of the Packers, you know, money wheelhouse. Uh, Martin, I think his name is. Yeah. He, he was cut by the Texans. I would like to see him in a Packer uniform. I think he can play and he's relatively young. I want to say he's 28. So that's kind of that. I'm not too old to play the position. I can play for one contract and then the Packers will let him go because they don't they don't sign guys after that. Any thoughts on anybody offensive line wise? Similar conversation. I think that, you know, it's likely that Lindsley's gone, but can you replace him with the type of guy that you've mentioned at much less than Lindsley's going to command? I, yeah. I'm not sure that you can. No, I don't think you can either. And I think that's a problem for the Packers. I mean, I think we know that Elton Jenkins can do it do a job and do a really good job there at center, but I'm not sure that they want to move him, not in an, in an ideal world. You have to imagine that Jake Hansen's not ready to be the guy if he's ever going to be the guy. You know, he didn't make the final 53 last year. They brought him back later on, but 
the fact that he didn't make the final 53 kind of gives you an indication that he's probably not the guy. Right. And Luke, does Lucas Patrick, he plays some center, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, and I've, I've got a gut feeling, no more than a gut feeling, but I've got a gut feeling that Lucas Patrick probably, if Lindsley goes, which we assume he will, that Lucas Patrick probably starts the season at center. Right. I think he does too. And you got some depth coming back with Lane Taylor. Don't forget. Well, he's a free agent, isn't he? Isn't Lane Taylor a free agent too? Yeah, so there's that. I love Lane Taylor. I hope the Packers will bring him back. That's solid. He clearly was the best lineman in camp or one of the best linemen yep. in camp, and then he blew his knee. He's had some injury things, but it hasn't been you know, the same injury. So for me, you know, linemen are going to hurt their knees. They just are. It doesn't scare me away from him. I would love to see Lane Taylor back. I'd like Turner at, at tackle. Remember, I, I made that prediction. I said he was mm-hmm. too close inside there. He's too he's too tall and lanky, and he needs some space, and they put him out there, and he was solid. He was. He's much better out there. I would never he, have said that. I wanted him cut. Yeah, he had a shaky year the year before. Yeah, I'll hold my hands up and say I wanted him cut as well. But but he absolutely, I think he surprised everybody last year. I think, I think he did a fantastic job at right tackle. And then later at left tackle, when, when Bakhtiari got hurt. Yep. No, he did a really good job. So do they go, I mean, I know they picked the three guys in the sixth round, Runyon, Stepaniak, Hanson last year. Do they go there again? I guess it depends on what they think of Hanson. I do agree that Hanson is not going to be around much. I think he probably won't make the roster. Then you got Stepaniak. Runyon clearly played pretty well in his limited snaps. Yeah, he's definitely going to be around. I think the line goes Jenkins, Runyon, Patrick, Taylor, Turner to start the year until Bakhtiari. And maybe Bakhtiari doesn't play at all next year. I, I don't That I don't really? know. Really? Is his injury that bad? Well, he tore his ACL like on December 31st. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a nine-month thing that might bring him back, shit. you know, in September. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're only like 50 cents in. We're really failing. I, to I, I, I was beginning to worry about you guys. So. <laughs> no, right. Like... Who are these two guys? Right. They like clean up our act when we have a guest. It's like Imposters. Weird. That's what we are. <laughs> Stand-ins. Substitute teacher types. Okay, anyway, th- those are the needs. Any thoughts on the draft, Peter, other than what we've talked about, guys you think the Packers that we haven't talked about should go after? So I think it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they go tackle in the first round, again, with a view to not having the guy have to come in and play immediately. So there's guys like Jalen Mayfield of Michigan. I don't know that he'll drop that far. Sam Cosme of Texas. So there's a whole group and tackle is is strong this year. You know, I think that five or six could go in the first round. So they could they could go they could go that way. And there'd be it would be one of those it wouldn't be an exciting pick for fans, but I think it would be a very solid choice to be looking to the future there. The one position that keeps intriguing me, and this will totally depend on what happens with Aaron Jones, but but if we assume humor me that Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams leave through free agency. Running back interests me. And now, and now, it wouldn't be a position that typically in this day and age that you would pick in the first round. However, the Packers were five points away from the Super Bowl. Would they be looking at a guy at 29, assuming Jones and Williams have gone, that would come in and play and start immediately? So if a Najee Harris or a Travis Etienne dropped to 29, would they consider that pick i don't think so but i don't think it's necessarily beyond i don't think it's totally out there 
you know, if if one of those two were to were to drop. Well, Nigel Harris go that he can drop that far. Well, I think the thing is, I don't think he will. But the thing is, you know, in recent years, only one or two running backs have gone in the first round in each of the like the last three or four drafts. So, and I think you've got two this year that really ought to go in the first round, which is Harris and, and Travis Etienne. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that one of those two might be there at, at 29. Yeah. Man, Harris um, is special. Yeah. I yeah. mean, good Lord. And you would expect him to go probably, I would expect Harris to probably go around pick 15, that kind of area. I mean, but, I wonder if the Packers would move up for that or something. The, the, the other guy I like at running back is, is, and if you've not checked this guy out, it's worth, Definitely worth checking out his highlights. Jamar Jefferson of Oregon State. And part of when you look at this guy, he looks like Aaron Jones. He has the same, it's the same height, the same build. When you see him run, it looks like it's Aaron Jones that's running. You know, he can run to the inside, but he runs the outside zone a lot. So very similar to the Packers. He can catch a bit. Check him out. Jamar Jefferson, Oregon State. So, so I think he's like a third or fourth round pick. And I think if you could get somebody like him in the third or fourth round, assuming that they need a running back at that point, I think he'd be a great pick. Todd, any thoughts on the draft where you think the Packers should go in the first round? I have to go linebacker. I really do. I just can't go another year without that position, like seeing that position in the state that it's been in the last few years. I just really think, and I I mean, I haven't studied the draft too much, but it's got to be on the top for me from a position standpoint if there's nobody there worth it i think corner i'm with you on corner if i'm i didn't know about the kid from notre dame i saw that they talked to a tight end from notre dame my god is that that better just be like we're gonna try another to... degora like <laughs> why would you need that I don't know. Those guys, those two tight ends that they talked to, the kid from Notre Dame, and I, I can't remember. My mind is off. It's Friday evening or whatever. I don't want another tight end on the roster. Not a young no. guy. Oh I better be a smokescreen from Gudikins. Like, we really don't like these guys, but we're going to talk to them so the Bears pick them early or something like that, you know? I, I think I need a corner at, in round one. That's where I would like to go is corner in round one. I think that, yes – I mean, like you said, Kevin King at a low price, I'd love him back at $2 million, but I'd also love to see a shutdown corner. If you've got that, then your defensive line issues aren't quite as bad against the pass, and I, I just think that there's something to be said for that. Last year I did that. I had all these guys. I thought the Packers were going to pick, and they picked none of them. So, Is that, uh, <laughs> is that kid, that corner uh, Greg Newsom from Northwestern, is that Craig Newsom's kid? Isn't it? He's not related. Oh, my oh God. really? Oh, I was like, man, I thought for sure. I might have a Newsome jersey somewhere, so that would be. Perfect. I used to have one. <laughs> Pull my twenty-one back out. Yeah, I had a Newsome jersey. Yeah. Oh, he does yeah, have a kid some... though, right? I thought he had a kid yeah. that played like North Dakota he, State he or does, something. Yeah. Oh, wow. Northern Iowa. I don't. Anyway, know. a kid from Northwestern. That's pretty d- decent, I guess. At corner. Yeah, that would be perfect. Newsom 21. The Packers could recycle all those jerseys that they never got rid of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anything else? I don't have anything else. Ready to wrap it. All right. Peter, anything else? Any closing? No, I got, I, I got nothing. I guess the only other position they may need to look at at some point, just depending on what happens, because he's now a restricted free agent, 
is backup quarterback. Oh, it's yeah. Been, Let's talk it, about Boyle for a second Boyle, before yeah. we go. So um, Boyle has that. He's restricted, which means that the Packers can sign him to a contract commensurate with what he was drafted at or higher, right? Yeah. Peter, maybe you could talk a little yeah. bit to that. Yeah, so I can't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but there's a, what's called an original round tender, which means that uh, – and, and, and that's worth 2-point-something million. I, can't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Yeah, I think it's 2.24 um, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And what that means is that he can still sign for another team, but the Packers would then get compensation of what Boyle's original round was. Now, of course, he was undrafted, so in, in his instance, the Packers would get no compensation. So they're not going to sign him to that. So the second, so there's a second round tender. So if he if he left after signing that, they'd get second round compensation, and that's three point. Oh, it's about three and a half million. Again, I can't remember the, the exact number off the top of my head. So that's the possibility that they sign him to that because there's nothing in between. It's kind of a six of one, half a dozen of the other. Probably, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. The rumors are that he's highly thought of both within the Packers and and from what I read, if you can believe it, around other organisations. So I think he'd have another you know, a bunch of suitors elsewhere. So I don't know. It's an, it's a, it's an interesting one. I think he's a guy that you, you probably want to try and bring back for another year, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility that there's a team out there that would pay him $4 million a year, $4.5 million a year, you know, $12 million over three years, that kind of thing. So, you know, if that happened, then again, you know, you're probably looking at the Packers, I suspect, drafting a quarterback in the late rounds, round six or seven, to have to have a third guy around. The second round tender is more than the original round, and then a the first round tender has got to yeah. be higher than that. Yeah. So maybe the Packers, I mean, because they can't price him out of, otherwise they have to pay him that, right? So if they give him like the first round tender and it's $5 million and no one wants him for that, then he doesn't have any value either. Yeah. So as soon as they put that tender on him, that's what he counts against the cap. Okay. So if it's second round and it's three and a half million, it also though then allows other teams to say, well, he's worth that or around that. And maybe it's worth paying him yeah. that $4 million. The, the, the issue that they've got is that they have to put that tender on before March the 17th. Adds, oh, wow. It adds another 2 or $3 million that they've got to get off before March the 17th. That's that's the issue. Same with Bobby Tonyan. Yeah. Tonyan, Tonyan, Bobby T. <laughs> Bobby T. <laughs> yeah. And he's worth a second-round tender yeah. to me also. But are those one-year contracts then? or? Yeah, the, the, they are. But, but once you've got him and signed him to that tender you can then negotiate a longer deal if you if if you want to so yeah he has to be back yeah absolutely especially that number no brainer yeah that's nothing all right so i think that's it so thanks for listening to episode 35 this hmm, i can't think of any 35s from the packers sam congato did he was he 35 oh my gosh i think so the sam congato episode (laughs) there you go that's what it is (laughs) <laughs> thank you to peter and todd for coming on especially you peter because it's now like yeah. 2 19 a.m it is go to bed yeah <laughs> it's, it's great that you stayed up with this i hope that you can you know get a normal sleep pattern for the rest of the weekend and then we didn't mess you up too bad that's good I, I appreciate you guys having me on really really appreciate it thank you right on thanks peter todd? yep that's it go pack go go pack go